0: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is the internet's only college football podcast. If the meaning of that phrase escapes you, if you have questions about why we start the podcast the same damn way every single time and then someone ruins it, that person usually being me, if you have any kind of queries or need explanation about anything, typically... This podcast will not offer it. We don't explain the plot ever, except today. Today is a special day.
1: Why today, Papa?
0: Because today is the FAQ episode.
1: What else happened today, Papa?
0: Oh, perhaps we should, before we do anything, cover (sighs) podcast business. It's not time for that yet. It's not time for that yet. It's not time for that?
2: Nope. Hang on. Four,
3: three, two, one, and go. Hi, I'm Ryan Nanny. Uh, If we're going to do an FAQ episode, I suppose we should each introduce ourselves, which Spencer failed to do. Good job. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, Ryan, where do you work? I work at Banner Society, which is a uh, – we're calling it a college football internet. And what that means is that we exist in multiple forms. We have a website, we have a Twitch stream, we have a Twitter page, an Instagram page, we have a TikTok that, as of this recording, we haven't done anything with yet. Uh, yes, which, I have. Oh. Oh, God.
1: Sorry. We have
3: We have, we do live shows. We have, and I will say it on this podcast and only this podcast, uh, another college football podcast, Podcast Ain't Played Nobody, hosted by Stephen Godfrey. It's very good. You should listen to it. Uh, We have a newsletter, The Read Option. You should go find that and sign up for it. We do a little bit of everything, and we try to do it in a way that reflects that college football is meant to be. A social thing, a thing you do. Time's
4: up.
2: All right, so now we're on to a general roll call in history and explain what this episode is. We have about 60 items that we gathered from our listeners via our Twitter, Shutdown Fullcast Twitter, that is, and Reddit, and the TV Tropes page about us. That's how you know we're king shit on the internet. We have a TV Tropes page. uh, And our iTunes reviews. Go leave one. So we gathered about 60 things. We're going to spend about... Roughly one minute on each of them as best we can. I am Jason Kirk. I assembled the spreadsheet. We are also joined today by Spencer and Ryan as well as Holly Anderson. How are you today, Holly?
1: I've I've been better, but not much. Excellent.
2: That is the perfect shutdown full cast mindset. Uh, we have 17 more seconds for this block. I'm gonna hit this is our rule. When we run out of things to say, we hit random on Wikipedia. Uh what it brings up is Vietti is a surname. Notable people with the last name include Teresa Vietti, an American oncologist. Spectacular. We are now on to the next block. Uh, Shutdown Fullback is a thing people often ask about. Spencer, what was that?
0: Shutdown Fullback was a YouTube series starring yours truly and Jason Kirk. Uh, It focused on college football loosely, but also involved among other things, wearing mascot heads, some extremely overpriced production values. A, uh, at one point, there was a wrestling match. I don't really remember why we had that, but we yeah. had a wrestling match at one point. It's live. also
3: the, the true value at this point of the shutdown fullback is to see what Jason and Spencer used to look like.
0: Mm-hmm. We were
2: so young. We looked so shiny and happy. I don't know what the fuck went wrong
0: age son also the set had a southern <laughs> Mist to the top bumper sticker on one day
2: it. so one day in 2013 spencer said hey let's start a podcast with that name and uh ms paint cast over it adam jacoby was part and then ryan was part now holly's part that's all our time moving on the world's only college football podcast is what we call ourselves why do we do this
1: because it's true there you have
0: absolutely
1: it. true you can't prove it's not I will now hit random on Wikipedia. The I thought Vietti was that ice cream lasagna That's from Vien- the 90s. That's Viennetta. Uh,
2: hmm. Oh, this is a good one. All right. The anasthetis. <laughs> I butchered that word, but it is a genus of beetle. In fact, it is a genus of longhorn beetle. We found the big cow beetle, y'all.
1: A beetle's going nine and three? It is common in Europe. Mm-hmm also and like texas
2: it's it's orange it's got big old big old orange longhorns aggies can't handle this beetle Wait, We found a texas beetle <laughs> yeah. uh let's say random again all out our uh, artur Surik is a professional ukrainian football striker shout out to him all right next we have uh we don't tell jokes on this podcast is that accurate
0: yeah not once we don't make anything up generally if you hear the most outrageous thing coming out of one of our mouths it is completely true
1: or it's about to become true because we have the power and we've proven this over many occasions to speak these things into existence fear us the most
3: notable example of this to date is um how we it's a long story and too too long for the 60 seconds here but we accidentally spoke into existence um president Donald Trump's penis being compared to toad from the Mario universe actually accident accident hat meat. that's another that's another thing so what we
2: found is the funniest thing about college football and its surrounding atmosphere is that just saying things exactly as they are is the funniest possible thing you can say you know just describing exactly you know why Notre Dame is thought of as so important is the funniest thing in the world. You don't even need to make jokes about Notre Dame. Uh, one thing we do need to make jokes about is our unusual audio. <laughs> this has been a, a long, long struggle of ours and sometimes not even that much of a struggle. Uh, many people asked about my audio. I am sitting in a backyard That because for some reason I sound better. It's actually true. Um, I'm most excited about this when there are storms or large military airplanes. Otherwise, it's just ambience. Uh, People also had a uh, a lot of questions about Holly playing Nintendo and Holly's cat. Do I have
1: to explain those now? Uh, I don't know how much explanation
2: is really needed. Do we have
1: time left? Holly plays Nintendo and has a cat.
2: Holly, you have 22 seconds should you choose to use them.
1: Uh. I used to play Nintendo during this show, but now I do it for work, so I don't do that anymore. I also have a cat who believes that not only is Spencer a cat, but that Spencer is his cat. Spencer does not like cats, which makes this relationship all the more joyful to me. Uh, And the cat frequently attempts to invade the shutdown full cast recordings uh, because Spencer won't pay attention to him while we're on the air.
0: Usually by walking up and looking at me and going,
1: Ow! Excellent. It's
2: time to discuss the Charity Bowl, Spencer's Tattoos, and the Michigan Money Cannon. Uh, Spencer and Holly? Uh,
0: the Charity Bowl was started, I believe, in 2010, uh, if not maybe 2011. It has always been a team-themed fundraiser where people contribute uh, donations to what is now called uh, New American Pathways, a refugee service organization, and resettlement agency here in Atlanta, Georgia. Spencer used to
1: work there uh, and was working there when he founded EDSBS. So it's very close to all of our hearts.
0: Yep. We've raised at this point, I believe over $350,000, close to $400,000 in total money for them. And by we, I mean our listeners and our readers on various websites and followers on social media. So, hey, thank you for that. I've gotten two tattoos as a result of losing bets. Those have both been school themed. Both of them have been Michigan which is why I have a Wolverine on one shoulder wearing a top hat and a monocle. And on the other shoulder, I have Totoro from Miyazaki's uh, my friend Totoro with a Michigan M on his belly. The
1: 40 for 40. Oh, God, I'm already exhausted as we get into the 40 for 40. <laughs> the 40 started- for 40
3: is an ill-advised decision we make every year to preview each and every college football game, although we do it with one rule in mind. Each bowl will get exactly as much time as we deem it worthy. Sometimes that means we'll do 17 minutes on a bowl that you think we shouldn't pay any attention to at all. Sometimes that means we'll do 37 seconds on a bowl that you think is pretty important. We follow our own brains, and they're very badly diseased. Um,
2: Yeah, sorry. According to listeners, there's one thing, one important part of it that we do every year, which is to sing the Holiday Bowl exactly as you would think. Can we give them a a bar of that?
1: Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl. All right, that's
2: it. Uh, Next up... (laughs) SEC East fans hate their teams,
0: uh, particularly Florida and Tennessee. Have is that true? Have
1: you seen the SEC East play football?
0: Yeah. This is basically the entire story of America. Around 2000, everybody had money and limitless credit. And then sometime around 2007 and 2008, it all collapsed. And for some reason, Missouri's in charge. Yeah.
3: Percy Harvin has our money.
1: Phil uh, Fulmer is responsible for both of these things.
0: Yeah. The subprime mortgage. Market—that's actually the SEC East. So that's why we hate everything, because things used to be better, and now we have to do—we have to lose in a competition with the state of Alabama. Do you know how much that burns? Yeah, you know many other things the state of Alabama is good at. Count them—you'll you, only need one hand.
1: Diabetes and adult literacy. Ding. So
0: while
2: both of these schools have won uh, national championships in revenue sports in my lifetime, I'm totally content to root for an FCS team that doesn't even have to play for national titles.
1: It's, Jason, it's, I'm convinced you're going to live longer than any of us because of this. It's a and much healthier way to
2: go. I recommend it. God. You should become
1: Charleston Southern fans.
2: Next up, next section, college football lore. Uh, a lot of people commented on our impressions of coaches. We do them a lot. Um, can we get, Brian, can you give us a little, Coach O,
3: Oh, the coach! O love to make the good impression. It sorta of sound like a Cajun Cookie Monster, but we don't worry about that none. Longer to talk about the airboat.
2: Uh,
1: I think the, I think we should point out that the key to the coach impressions is that they sound nothing like the coaches, but they sound like the coaches should sound. They sound like the coaches' souls. Like Ryan doesn't sound like Coach O, but Coach O should sound like that. And right. when he opens his mouth now, and Ryan's voice doesn't come out, I'm upset.
2: Spencer, can you give us ten seconds of either Steve Springer
0: or Mac Brown? Well, I want to give you the Matt Brown because the Matt Brown was m- most entertaining to me because um, he's currently retired. Definitely not coaching football. Nothing that happens is his fault. I'm actually going to bail out of this impression early because I got a flight to catch. I- I'll catch y'all later. Hook 'em.
2: And I'm Bobby Petrino. <laughs>
3: yeah! It is It is here in the in the spirit of full full explanation for people who really don't into the know the next this section is. listen it doesn't oh, matter no nope. discipline we got to move on bobby Petrino is a sex monster that's it speaking uh, of yeah. extreme coach in, in characterization
2: is another of our common commonly commented on things will muschamp has the intelligence of an ice box uh bobby Petrino yeah that's definitely made up is a big an exaggerator monster. uh Holgerson will sleep with a casino not even the people coming out of it uh, Mark Antonio just wants to just wants the sky to rain hammers just
3: wants to fight the sun and put put a tie on the sun
2: Hugh Freeze is constantly going to the doctor because he jerks off so hard he almost <laughs> dies but basically we're just adding 10% exaggeration to um, characters of coaches
0: it's really or early. in
1: Hugh Freeze's case subtracting so we can still get ad dollars <laughs> yeah
0: and avoid like actual lawsuits. Yeah, this is this along is,
1: these lines.
2: Sorry, yeah. Spencer, you've like you've gone too gone too far. So extreme team characterizations is also part of this. Auburn is chaos team. Wisconsin and Wazoo are the drunk teams. LSU fans will cook you and eat you, and you will enjoy it. And they like are
3: there and LSU is also a drunk chaos team. LSU is all teams. <laughs> right.
0: LSU is Wisconsin in the upside down. Right. That's hell. Wisconsin.
3: You shouldn't necessarily believe our characterizations... As they apply to a given team in a given year, you should apply them to what a team is existentially. So Utah, for example, needing to remind you that it's a Power Five team in a given season, you might not need that reminder because Utah is good. But if you're just asking what is a Utah and how do they act generally,
1: yeah, they're going to tell you they're a Power Five. team I maintain all the that you don't time. need this reminder because Utah fans will remind you.
2: Yeah, this is it's like uh, how your phone reminds you of where you're supposed to be. Utah, fans they will remind, remind you the
1: shit out of you.
2: Mm-hmm. Next up, uh, we also do other impressions. Um, these are generally not considered good. Um, you only have two on this list. It feels hurtful. Well, that's wild because I sourced them directly from the readers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, we have never the done public an impression dictated on this show. the spreadsheet. Ryan, can you demonstrate? Just no, one.
3: no, I, I, no, I didn't listen. There's a whole episode of me doing a Jeff Goldblum impression. It's our pit preview from the twenty, the the off season before 2018. You can go mm-hmm. find it if you want. I'm not going to do it again here. It was a bad choice, and I'll never apologize. Well, we left more
2: time for Spencer's Ricky Gervais impression. I'm very sorry. Fuck
3: <laughs> me. What? How is it? To worse? have to point
0: this out, but what's <laughs> offensive if I say? That Hugh Freeze was jacking off and it hurt his back. What? 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 I ask you, you little Americans, so tough, so macho.
1: What? What? If, Triggered
0: by the image uh, of Liberty's yeah. head coach sprawled it's on his bed. time to discuss <laughs> chicken bets.
1: What? What if Spencer coach Gervais,
2: too much? It's time much. to discuss chicken bets.
3: What was the first? Jason, do you remember what the first uh, chicken bet was? It was me
2: versus Godfrey on. There's uh, so some little team that he. Uh, 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 irrationally fell in love with that I applied the cold hand of reason to. Was it Western Kentucky? Did I make that up? Season. Ah, something like that. It, it was a team he thought would be better than it was, basically. so Every year we try to find at least one bet where we bet fried chicken, the only currency that matters on a team's performance. Godfrey has the upper hand on me at the moment due to Arizona state beating arizona on the year if i recall um and i think that came down to the arizona state arizona game. it did yes i think we're even to this point if you're listening in 2019 but i will defeat him in 2019 we've also branched out floyd owes me chicken he'll never pay up someone owes alex i think we uh ryan and i both owe spencer because of texas
3: yes um how many chicken bets have been paid out at this point
2: Zero. Okay. Next topic. Uh, wait, wait, don't help me. Speaking of Ryan's ideas.
1: Oh, so, the,
3: so the aforementioned uh, before Who the 2018 season. I wanted to hear season, more
1: about this. I want names. Lots
3: of people. <laughs> previews. We decided, do, we decided to do... Uh, team specific genre specific previews that were very stupid wait wait don't help me was our npr themed arizona state preview it remains one of the greatest things we've ever done mostly because it required all of us to not laugh during all of it now jason didn't laugh because he didn't think it was funny
2: i didn't get any of the jokes i'm i've never i wasn't
1: here this week and let me just point out that this is what happens when i'm not around
2: Spencer thought some of
3: it Mom's was funny. way.
1: Let's listen to NPR. No, Ryan's mom. I'm the aunt that teaches you to smoke and drive a Trans Am. Let's listen
2: to car talk.
1: <laughs>
2: no, no. Don't, don't, don't drive like my brother.
1: Don't you, don't you put that evil on me.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, next geez. up overrating Texas each off season. This is a thing that Spencer and I do. And it's not even, like, a smart-ass media commentary thing. It's, like, sincere belief Texas will be... They can't possibly not go 9-3, and three,
0: right? They have I mean, nothing but blue chips, right? Look how much money... Look. Look how much money they spend, and look how many people they have to recruit from, and look how awesome Austin is. Y'all, I will perpetually overrate Texas until it stops paying out for me. Because thus far, this has actually worked real well. Whatever the, whatever the win total is... No matter how dismal, just add one or two. That's the Texas effect.
2: Yeah, and this this pisses off Ryan every year because um, he doesn't have enough Texas in his bloodstream, I think. Let's see, clicking random on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, which brings us to Anne Zink, a French historian, a student of Pierre Gobert, who specializes in the history of the Ancien regime. Oh, the old regime, yeah. You say American, that's yeah, the Ancien yeah. Regime. All right, oh next God. up. Uh, Stop it! Quarterback name jokes, specifically the Georgia quarterback name rule.
1: This isn't a joke.
2: The Georgia no, quarterback
3: name rule is that every Georgia quarterback must have two first names for a name,
1: correct? Yes. That We have gotten so deep into this that I actually can't remember whether his name was Bryce Ramsey or Ramsey Bryce.
0: And this is one of those things that's mostly true and has been for a very long time prove it and, yeah joe, i can. we can go uh, back
3: joe cox the third is a exception to the rule well, that's right what day. you
1: get for recruiting a redhead
3: yeah
0: but what if i told you his name was cox joseph that's a little more plausible as both a georgia quarterback and an accounting firm. No, that's
1: that's borderline
0: ward hines here's
3: the secret. here's the secret magic behind this is that in georgia last names can also be first names so it's really yes. a cheat the whole way around
0: carter quincy
1: Murray Aaron Mason Hudson Lambert Grayson
0: yeah, yeah. Easton Jacob
1: and oh Easton Jacob was a classic
2: Elasico
1: Bubble Mike Spencer
2: do, do, and Ryan do, tell us about Elassico.
0: Elasico yeah no Elasico is what we have given the name we have given to Iowa Iowa State it is not a commentary on the quality of the teams but instead the low degree of skill displayed by both in their game usually due to an intense amount of emotion and lack of reps in practice time because uh, El Asico, which gets its name from uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid's El Clasico, usually occurs early in the season. Uh, Both teams really want to win it. Both teams are playing in front of intense audiences. Both teams are made up of young people who haven't got a lot of reps. So typically they play down to each other. Thus the name El Asico. Hey, Ryan, do Iowa or Iowa State fans really appreciate this name? (laughs)
3: No, no they re- I mean I think Iowa State fans are okay with that. Adam Jacoby still has me blocked on Twitter because of this name. So. Who?
2: Ryan. Is this a good time to mention Blood men- Week, please?
3: God damn it. I mean Blood Week is really a uh, a group creation, but Blood Week <laughs> refers to any week in the college football season where uh there's mass beheadings basically. Uh a bunch of ranked teams lose. Hopefully they lose to a bunch of unranked teams. A bunch of upsets happen. It works especially well when these are not games where you're like, "Oh, look out! They're playing such and such uh, in the in in the danger barn and on a Friday night." You know how that goes. Uh, blood Week is basically the week that resets all of our expectations about college football. You can have multiple Bloods Week in a college football season. You can also, theoretically, have a college football season without a true Blood Week.
2: There have been a few. We, we went back to the archives and we have at, underway, to some degree, a series on historical Blood Weeks. And There have been seasons without. They were mostly in the 70s. Which the sucks. most
3: important thing is that you can only ask us if it's Blood Week. You can never tell us that it's Blood Week.
2: Yeah. We uh, are the
3: Lords of Blood Week.
2: Speaking of the Lords of Blood Week, which refer to uh, games that result in a good team losing to a bad team, put Pit in. We have adopted the Pittsburgh Panthers as one of our totem teams on this podcast because this team will always go between five and seven and seven and five, but they will beat a top five team for no good reason.
3: We often refer to them as the most important team in college football, which does not make them the best in the same way that a spike strip may not be the best part of a road, but it's often the most important. (laughs)
2: It is critical. We have also referred to them as the Pitt superweapon because over the course of the season, as they accumulate losses like Kyber crystals, they are building up power, which they will unleash on Miami or West Virginia or Penn State or Notre Dame or somebody of that nature.
0: Current, yeah, current pit status, by the way. Still charging. Still
4: Always charging. charging. Still charging.
2: I
3: don't think we will ever give up on our love for Pitt, even though we don't know how we got it in the first place.
2: Sandwiches. Um, Holly, could you tell us about Michael Dyer was down?
1: Uh, what's there to tell? He was down and remains down. There you have it, hitting random.
3: Michael, no, for for people who really don't know, this refers God. to it
1: for people who really don't know. There's the fucking internet. <laughs> no, we, we are the internet. So To recap, we're wow. Doing this Way MAQ. to turn this into a nanny state, Ryan. Wow. <laughs> I'm cutting. No, you can't. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. Did you guys know that Ryan
2: technically writes my performance
1: reviews? (laughs) Uh,
2: Banger Swifts FC is a Northern Irish intermediate level football club. Sorry, did
3: you say Banger Swifts?
0: Banger Swifts. Don't even know her. (laughs) Banger Swifts played quarterback for Georgia in 1957. This is more of a Kentucky, I think. Yeah, Banger, yeah, so yeah he, he threw like eight TDs and twenty-eight INTs, and was later I think the key is his, name,
2: his last name is Swifts, but he's real slow. Banger Swifts mm. is a
3: quarterback who only finishes the year with like it starts every game throws uh, sixty-seven total passes.
2: Speaking of starting things such as seasons, let's discuss Scott Frost Day. Is today Scott Frost Day? This is yes. a trick question. Yes, yes. But what if the listener is listening to this when Nebraska has a record of like two and zero? Then is today Scott Frost
1: Day? No. Mm. Ask the governor.
3: Scott Frost Day is any day in the calendar year where Nebraska has yet to notch its first win of the year. So named because uh, in Scott Frost's first year at Nebraska, they named Scott Frost Day. It was either the day of or the day before their first game, which I believe was supposed they were supposed to host Akron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Game got canceled because of inclement weather. Never got made up. Took uh, took Nebraska about three or four weeks to win their first game, and so mm-hmm. we decided Scott Frost Day continued like an unending storm. Like at a
1: basketball game where you don't sit down until they've made their first shot? Yes, that's Scott Frost Day. Is this an appropriate moment to express surprise that in the show, it, it dedicated to explaining lore, we're actually explaining lore? I thought this was a bit. So, uh, next, we
2: have to explain, we only have 48 seconds left for this. Every coach is actually a former Chargers coach. This is half
0: true. Again, we don't tell many jokes. Uh, there are a There is a bushel full of coaches who go to the NFL and then come back. Most of them have tried it with the Chargers, i.e. Mike Riley, who I believe has coached the Chargers once and Oregon State eight times. Also, this is one of those plausible claims for any coach because... Do you know who the current coach of the San Diego Chargers is? Can you name the last three coaches? No, nobody can because San Diego is in itself a geographical amnesia. Featureless, also, forgettable. Also, they're in a different city now. Yeah, and they're in a different city.
3: Real college football coaches to whom this applies. Bobby Ross, June Jones, and Mike Bre- Mike Riley, as Spencer mentioned. Um, so, yeah, it's just Next! true.
2: Let's discuss. So, some of these memes have sort of crossed over to college football internet, and people usually remember they came from us. No big deal. It's fine. We're not. You're we're welcome. Not for, we're not in it for trademarks. We're givers. The one that I think people didn't realize came from us. It 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 like bloomed immediately, and we weren't all that big as a podcast yet. Is talking about the nulls. We're Go not back, all that, that big that as ours. a podcast now, so. We're huge, Ryan. What are you talking
1: about? Sorry
3: about that. Enormous.
2: We were still a baby podcast. We weren't. We weren't a shambling, bumbling toddler. Still
1: bigger than every
3: other college football podcast. Spencer, you'll be meanest. What is talking about the Knowles?
0: Talking about the Knowles was basically a hashtag created to highlight uh, Florida State's least remarkable achievements in a time when they desperately wanted credit and attention. And when the worm turned, it became even more fun because now. I was more than happy to talk about the Knolls, particularly when they were losing <laughs> by 38 points to Oregon.
2: Uh, next, Spencer, this is also you. Notre Dame fans are
0: cops. Notre Dame fans are cops. It's just straight. Do you, uh, did somebody call? Uh, did somebody call? You know, the cops on Metro PCS in DC for playing music? I guarantee it was a Notre Dame fan. Right, the kind of people who are slaves to petty order and are only terrified when somebody doesn't mow their yard exactly the same way. You know. Little daily sponsors of that kind of insidious fascism that at its worst flares up into a sort of authoritarian, total, you know, totalitarian state that promises comfort, but not freedom. In other words, Notre Dame Stadium's atmosphere on a game day. Exact same thing. Go there, see the ushers. They're like the prison guards of that entire environment. So Notre Dame fans, you're all cops. Every last one of you.
3: If you're wondering if this is personal for Spencer, yes, it is.
0: Intensely personal.
5: Hi,
3: Daniel. Hi, Amanda.
5: We get to tell everyone about the new pod, Eater's Digest. Eater's
6: Digest. That is right. Our brand new podcast It is available now.
5: It's everything you need to know about the world of food every week with a little help from the biggest names in the industry and food journalists from the Eater Newsroom. We're
6: going to talk about everything from the worst things that diners do in restaurants to fake meat. We're going to talk about food delivery tech. We are going to argue a lot about how to best behave in
5: restaurants. Oh, yeah, big time. So many things. I mean, there's nothing we can't touch. Food and politics? Food and politics, maybe. Yes, food and politics comes up. Yep. (laughs) It might make you laugh. It might make you think. It might even make you hungry, Daniel.
6: Um, So subscribe to Eater's Digest for free today on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.
7: Hey, I'm Jason Del Rey, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Land of the Giants. In it, we examine the most powerful tech companies of our time. Season one is called The Rise of Amazon. It's about how Jeff Bezos turned what was just an online bookseller into one of the biggest companies in the world and how it transformed the way we shop, live and work. We'll explore how Amazon Prime is the key to the company's success and how it's something you'll never quit. We'll see what happens when Amazon builds a warehouse in a small Kansas town. And then also what happens when it decides to leave. And we'll ask, why is Amazon building microwaves powered by Alexa? And what is with all the robots it's building? And of course, we'll tackle the biggest question of our time. Is Amazon too big, too powerful? Land of the Giants from Recode and the Vox Media Podcast Network. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.
2: Uh, Dino Wars Destruction of Spondylus is a 1990 uh, <laughs> NES game where you must defeat the deranged Dr. Brainius. You're the only hope of the Spondylus system. It's time to discuss Sad Husky. Ryan, this is your jurisdiction.
3: Yeah, um this refers to I believe Yukon's first ever logo which is a hand-drawn sort of uh slightly lumpy but only slightly lumpy uh husky drawing. Like drawing of a husky. That is just looks sort of perplexed to be there, sad to be a little bit sad to be alive. I often refer to him as Ennui Husky, but people then get mad and insist that that's not what Ennui means, and I don't care. Uh, the important thing is that Sad Husky, with a little bit of clever Photoshop skill, can be applied to any logo or any piece of college football uh, arcana and instantly be a signifier that, yep, you just lost a game you shouldn't have lost. You should feel bad, just like Sad Husky does.
2: Speaking of unimpressive northeastern college football teams, uh, the wiki has spat out Saint John's football. Did we know Saint John's had a football team? Uh, yeah, did I did not. No idea that was it true. It was enough. discontinued in 2002, just like UConn. Uh, next up, sometimes we accidentally reveal we do know what we're talking about. This is always fun when people realize, like, ah, d- like d- there, it. This college football is. Only deserves a certain level of seriousness, and that is the level of seriousness we provide. But there are things about the sport we do understand and do spend time researching and so forth. You'll have to pay very close attention. This is one of the most uh, arcane items on here because it's only a rare flare-up.
3: So Jason has been the college football editor at uh, previously at SB Nation. Uh, You had that position for how long?
2: Uh, since 2011.
3: Okay, so for basically eight years, that's what Jason did. Spencer has been writing about college football almost exclusively for far too long. Holly and I have jumped around to other things, so we are probably, like, jockeying for the bronze medal in this regard, but our gold and silver medalists fucking kill
2: it.
0: Yeah, we actually—do you know how much you have to know about this in order to be this ignorant? It's a lot. (laughs)
2: uh next up obviously a lot of people asked about the mystery sunball story
1: can we put that on record now no no but i will say that you're all missing something yeah um everyone keeps asking about a punch you're assuming that was a punch blunt force trauma
3: can come in many forms
1: (laughs) that that's all i'm gonna say a lot of you are assuming that was a punch and let's leave it at that
0: yeah we are i will say this we are moving clo- we are moving closer to a point of potential disclosure there
2: this is the 2012 2013 Sun Bowl, right georgia tech usc
0: mm-hmm. correct which yeah which you you know it's an unusual case because georgia tech beat usc in a football game
3: this is the usc team that i believe holds the distinction of being the only team to start the preseason ranked number 1 and finish the season unranked at all
2: champions uh, there have been a few but they went the hardest okay maybe a couple i know ole miss did it once oh well that doesn't if there's count. a record for futility
1: <laughs>
2: uh next up it's time to discuss the org chart <laughs> oh god yeah. so no first, wait we got uh, a masthead now we don't have to do this well so the main thing and this has been a thing forever is no one has any clue how we fit within vox media uh by no one do you think i'm referring just to the listeners <laughs> no Absolutely no. not. That includes us as well, believe me. That includes the rest of Fox Media as well.
3: Uh, I can confirm that we all get paychecks from Vox Media, and we sometimes work at Vox Media physical locations. Um,
2: we enjoy many of our colleagues.
3: We enjoy lots of our colleagues. I think Polygon is one of the best websites in existence, video game and entertainment or not.
2: Red Cup Rebellion. Sure. Good Bull good, Hunting. Good Bull Hunting. Yeah. The Falcoholic. Yeah. And the Valley Shook. Love y'all. Shout out to Eater.com. Yes. Uh, CF Villanova is a Spanish football team in Catalonia. Uh, next, Dix. <clears throat> so the main thing about dicks is when it's time for us to you know fill the listeners in on what we call podcast business which is like an announcement about a live show or a new product or you know yeah just boring like go leave a itunes review or whatever we sing the song podcast business dick it's set to the tune of lsu's semi band semi fight song which is about dicks i don't know it seems pretty straightforward to me
3: this is also a reference to the fact that um, this is bleeds into our next topic. I believe the first ad read we did on this show specifically was for, um, shall we say, uh, male assistance pills? Does we can that just seem say like dick affair?
0: pills. Dick pills. Butter pills. pills.
1: Yeah. Dick pills. Um, um, yeah. I suggested that we do all the, we stopped weirdly getting dick pill sponsorship offers when I insisted on being the one to read all the dick pill ads. Yeah. For men. For men. There's also a weird thing where it turns out women
3: listen to college football podcasts, the only one that there <laughs> is at least, <laughs> as well, which is, you know,
1: interesting
2: And, and they don't actually suffer from male pattern baldness, these women. Is that right?
1: I, I, actually, ah! I actually enjoy being othered uh, by our sponsors because I don't get enough othering as a professional woman on the internet.
3: Now, to be fair, Spencer also gets othered when we get sponsored by clothing companies because he doesn't work. He doesn't <laughs> he especially, especially wear sucks. clothing. Yeah, that's a yeah. problem.
0: I think I provide a unique perspective on this by saying, you know, these are great. I'm not going to use them, but they're fantastic, but I'm not going to use them.
2: The town of Cycle, Pennsylvania was originally called Haggerty, named after a judge. It produced Bob Shockey, a professional baseball player. Uh, who played 15 seasons for the A's and the Yankees as go, a Bob. right-handed pitcher? He looks. He has a. He look kind of looks like Nick Saban. That's the life. Uh, next up, we all went to Medill. More people pointed this out than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Medill School of Journalism besides our beloved uh, alma mater? kind of. That's
3: Northwestern's journalism school. It is also it's, it's the, college
1: football's home of Hufflepuff Hall monitors. Yeah. yeah,
3: it is. It is. Well, it is also ho- like there are some weird graduates from Medill as well. Like Roger Sherman, I believe, is a Medill alum. And I would show me a more
1: like, typical Hufflepuff.
0: It is a would place you say where he's people... a hall monitor though? No, mm, no, no, no. He was he's, he's too forgetful to be a hall monitor. Yeah, he'll never be a boy. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm distracted. There's the pudding hole. over here. I left
3: the hall in a, ta- a taxi.
0: Let's have, yeah, let's have
2: Spencer, me, and Roger try to find the same physical location and see oh, how that goes. Jesus Christ.
3: So the important yeah. thing is that we all went to Northwestern because we said we did. And that's the most important <laughs> thing about being a Medill grad is telling people that you're a Medill grad.
0: Also, now, how do you know someone
3: is
2: a Medill grad? They will to, tell you. If we're referring to our spiritual alma mater, we, yeah. we all went to actually different universities. But if we all actually did go to the same university, which one would that be?
0: Arizona State. Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State.
2: If if anytime you look up, if, if someone you know went to one school and then they look and they see you know, college game day or, or student section or uh, a, a a pool a pool fight riot or whatever the case may <laughs> be, they think, "Shit, I just sh- I should have gone to Arizona State." Right. So we, we've attached the word "consider" in front of this because everyone should. Think about going to Arizona State. The
0: real point, like the real point for me is always reminding people who are from the Northeast and or any part that's like a coastal, a typical coastal elite enclave that you don't actually know anything about America or college football. Mm, Also, Pat
1: Fitzgerald is a Pinkerton. I will
3: say this also took on a new spin once uh, it was revealed that people, Lori Laughlin and her family were bribing USC to get their kid into school there because they didn't want her to go to Arizona State. And now Lori Laughlin might be going to prison.
2: Uh, Ryan, you your role on this podcast, this company, this website have long fascinated people. You are our lawyer, our boss, our producer, our underling, our victim. Uh, it, everything is your fault. Ultimately, is that, is that accurate?
3: Yeah, the connective tissue I have to the rest <laughs> of you is very strange. Um, Holly and my wife went to college together, but in no way is that a reason why. That is not part of the origin story of why I met my wife. No, or how in we- fact,
1: famously, I refused to meet Ryan for a couple of years because your wife called me after your first date and said, hey, I went on a date with somebody who said he reads EDSBS. And I said, call the police. Right,
3: right. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Um Spencer was my boss for a very long time and now I am Spencer's boss and that's weird. Ha ha. Um Turn it Yeah, up. I I have alternately I have done like 8 different jobs at Vox Media. I have produced the vast majority of episodes of this podcast which is why they sound so terrible and the worst part is I've been trying my best. <laughs> So we Go have led over
2: into the next item, which is frequently brought up by readers. Uh, Ryan, they've noticed you have a distinct voice.
3: I've been told I sound like Charlie Day. Uh, two different strangers have at points asked me to leave voicemails for their
1: friends where I say something as if I am Charlie Day. Uh, there's a lot of gendered insults in there, which is always super fun and original for a college football audience. Yep.
3: Uh, this is just the voice I have. I can't do anything about it. Please just...
2: Leave me alone for the love of God. Let's talk about the town of Vedikatari Manjeri in the state of Kerala, India. I am sorry for mispronouncing it. I've looked at the word for the first time just now. How many people live here? About twenty thousand. Uh it, uh it's uh, yep, it's right there on the water. All right, we're gonna hit it random again. It's a uh, ruckers town. The, the Pennsylvania Patient Safety Authority. Folks, also a Ruckers town. <laughs> uh next up, the story of Fry and Nanny.
3: So, I think I, I forget exactly when Florida was playing in an Outback Bowl. They've played in like seven, so that doesn't help narrow it down. I was watching the game with my wife. I saw the dancing bloomin' onion mascot. the The bowl game has two mascots: a bloomin' onion and a fry uh, and a um, fried coconut shrimp it occurred to me that I could do this because it's just a human being in a costume. I spent a year haranguing Outback to let me do it and encouraging our listeners to harangue them as well, and they finally relented. I was the onion for the third quarter in which South Carolina came back to take the lead and eventually beat Michigan because Jim Harbaugh is weaker than I am.
2: Uh, Aaron White is a Canadian softball first baseman from Iowa State her husband. You've gotten a lot of sports ones on this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, uh, algorithmized for, uh, the only thing it knows I can understand. But, uh, Holly. Darling. You're noted for blocking people on the internet.
1: Yeah. Have you met the
2: internet? You also are noted for having a role in this podcast that people have a hard time pinning it down. Uh, yeah, it's, it's
1: weird that they, that they worry about that. Um, yeah, you have very interesting lives. Uh, do you want the real version of the story? Because it's not funny. Uh, yeah, do it. Do you, yeah. Want, do you want to say it? Oh, I have no problem with anyone knowing that I uh, started appearing on this podcast again after a few year absence to fend off galactic depression. Uh, it didn't work. So don't you feel bad for asking, internet? No. No, they, no, they don't. No, and they, they shouldn't. don't. They don't. So.
2: Idle yeah. is a small village near Kierkegaard in the southeast of the Netherlands, close to the Belgian borders. It has two former coal mines, Laura and Julia, named after the wives of the owners.
5: Interesting.
3: Huh. Is it flattering to have a coal mine named Spence, after you? Uh,
2: well, uh, let's see. Uh, we have two ant-based nicknames to explain. Mm. <laughs> Stabby and Mothman.
1: I don't actually remember st- where Stabby came from, which is how long this internet concern has been going on i mean it was a comment or i just don't i remember do who. yeah no
0: it came from repeated threats of stabbing people
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> the best nicknames are organic like that okay mm-hmm. um aunt mothman is my mother's sister uh there are members of my family uh my my we are we are uh hungarian slash bulgarian slash a lot of gypsies in there and uh, would there, there are a group of women in my family who believe that we are direct bloodline descendants of the Mothman, uh, and that these powers have manifested in my mother's older sister, who doesn't have kids. So, guess who get her powers when she dies?
2: <laughs> the greatest heirloom, an heirloom of doom. What's up? Uh, there. Are, oh, let's see, Spencer, you're next. Uh, we are often. The things you can't do are often noted. I think you're capable of many things, but people often discuss how you The well, following things. things. You can't swim, you can't count, you can't eat cheese, and you can't follow rules. He
3: can eat cheese. He just won't. Yeah. Uh,
2: I've seen yeah, him eat cheese. He's
0: eaten yeah, many pizzas. There's, there's, can't swim or count. Yeah. Don't like cheese. have never been able to stand the smell of it. I don't know what you're smelling, but every time I smell it, it smells like the ass end of a farm. All the asses just sitting there on your plate. Don't have any clue why any of you touched that bullshit, but I choose not to. And no, for it some comes reason. comes
2: from cow's, not bulls.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Nuh-uh, that's a boy cow. Well, that's what it's I've cow been shit. Wrong.
0: Um The other one is. It comes uh, from
2: their stomach butts.
0: Can't count. In the it's words really, of a long
1: ago show, God made Adam and Bevo, not Adam and Stevo. Uh,
0: can't count. I'm really not going to contest that one. Can't follow rules. Again. Not going to contest that one either. I'm just naturally not particularly. It's not even a matter of being philosophically anti-authoritarian. Some of us just can't follow rules. It's just.
1: That's not an
2: excuse.
0: I didn't say it was an excuse. I just said it was. I said it was the condition.
2: Uh, Next up, I have two things to answer for. Uh, my My name on the Internet is very often associated with the town in which I live, like more than most people. Because Kennesaw is a funny name, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's 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 where I am right now. It's
3: well, it's also because you're associated that's your alma mater. So
2: there's that. Yeah. there's that. It's a uh, it's a college town that used to be not a college town. You're um, the Pope of Kennesaw. Sure, that's fine. Uh, it's a pretty normal little town. About half a county north of atlanta i think most people think it's in kentucky or something but no it's no, it's, it's right here no. in civilization
1: I, I lived there for about a year i did enjoy my my favorite leftover rule on the books that all uh, heads of household must own guns no problem there
4: uh, speaking of either. yes
1: <laughs> speaking
2: of yes i've been to jail for taking one of those household items to the airport i didn't mean to okay
4: Hey, I'm Neil Patel, Editor-in-Chief of The Verge, host of The Vergecast. We've been revamping The Vergecast more and more lately, and we're coming out with episodes twice a week, sometimes even a third bonus episode. On Tuesdays, I talk to influential people around the world of tech, like Microsoft founder Bill Gates and other tech execs like the founder of Lime Scooters, the CEO of Beyond Meat. We've also been talking to a lot of reporters and academics about the major pressing policy issues in tech, like Facebook's content moderation, they're not doing great, YouTube's harassment plan, or lack thereof, and whether or not the government should break up Amazon, which maybe they should. And then every Friday, I sit down with executive editor Dieter Bone and Paul Miller for our chat show. We cover the latest in tech news and product reviews. We bring in our other reporters from around the verge. That show is a party. You should listen to it. You can hear all that and more if you subscribe to the Vergecast wherever you get your podcast. We'd love for you to listen and join us. So again, subscribe to the Vergecast wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Hello, listener. I'm Sean Ramos from host of Today Explained, Vox's daily news podcast. Every day, Monday through Friday, my team and I look at what's happening in the world. We pick one essential news story that defines our moment and ask smart people to help us understand it in about 20 minutes or less. It's the perfect way to start or end your day. Subscribe to Today Explained for free on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. It's from Stitcher and the Vox Media Podcast Network.
2: Uh, next up, this is a frequently uh, a frequent observation. People realize Spencer and Holly aren't married. Well, so, what we would like, what we would like to announce as the actual lore here—this is canon.
1: This is officially
2: yeah. canon now. Mm-hmm. The actual Ryan. marriage on this program yeah. is Spencer and Ryan.
1: We're yeah, married. Ryan, Ryan's a hen.
0: I love yep. you, cream puff.
1: And I'm <laughs> a catch too.
0: He is a technically.
1: Catch. You're an interception. <laughs> I'm take- Spencer, Spencer, you're a batter getting drilled at the plate.
0: <laughs> I am the batter getting drilled at the plate.
1: You know,
3: you know what's disturbing. I immediately not not because of any homophobic reason, but I I think about Spencer and I'm like, I couldn't be married to him. I just couldn't. Oh, I, no. I'd, I'd yell I'd yell at him all the time. I'd be. Yeah. You know, so why mean. do people keep wishing that on me? No,
0: because every decision that you make, I make the opposite decision. For instance, we both grind our teeth. Do you have a mouthpiece as prescribed by your dentist? Yes. Yeah. Do yeah. I? No.
2: It's time to discuss no. no. It, it's time to discuss our other husband, thirty-eight Godfrey. People Oh some that, people that's don't the understand. one we married
1: for his looks.
2: <laughs> so coworker Stephen Godfrey uh leads uh Banner Society's other college football podcast, Podcast Ain't Played Nobody. Uh uh and has been part of that for a long time. And we like to mess with each other. Sometimes their listeners don't understand jokes, uh, but ours always do. And that's what matters first and foremost, uh, and we like to direct people who have complaints about our podcast to thirty-eight Godfrey, because he's real friendly. We know, well, we know he'll mostly ignore them and play along.
3: We don't. Two. We we actually quite like podcast ain't played nobody. I don't know if podcast ain't played nobody actually likes us, but they tolerate us. So that's it's kind of
2: a Deadpool and Spider-Man situation. Yes, except we're actually funny, right? I'm well, sorry. We're funny. We... Yeah. Right. Right. Like we have Deadpool Defenders?
3: They, they, this is a one-way podcast. They can't Bro. scream into the ether. Bro. Stop it. Stop it.
1: <laughs>
2: as uh, soon as I get
0: bad. done listening to this Joe Rogan podcast... <laughs>
2: Let's devote 15 seconds to wisdom on our next subject to explain, which is Brian Floyd. Uh, Floyd, would you like to explain your role in this podcast?
3: Uh, no, we have to explain the no, actual No, no, hey, joke. let him, Brian, God,
2: let talk. Let Floyd talk. let him talk. shut fuck up. Brian, shut up. God, Floyd is going to explain for fifty. go ahead, Floyd. Uh-huh.
1: All right.
4: Do,
3: yeah, does anybody think. know where this joke actually Solid came from? Solid
2: Happiness is an oil on canvas painted in Italy by the Chilean artist Roberto Mata in 1997.
3: If you want to know the actual Brian The Floyd painter's thing, last
2: companion of this uh, certified the work in 2001. Just, is tweet, now in just tweet at Buenos, me, it's fine. Buenos Aires it's in Buenos Aires The uh, Sandman The Sandman so uh, a few years ago I, I'm, I'm like I like to dabble as an amateur casual fun in gambling mostly on college football the only sport I understand I was successful at NBA gambling last last year I'm not, I don't want to bring up my record it would, it would probably uh, probably embarrass people that's fine I got roped into betting on NFL gambling as part of an actual major contest I didn't put up the money but once I realized how much money you have to spend to put in it I was pretty embarrassed to be taking up someone's spot joked about it on the podcast week and ryan gave uh my gambling alter ego the nickname of the sandman who is this uh new jersey dirtbag who lives in the mississippi river and is constantly evading the feds and uh, he has this accent that sounds like someone from new jersey drinking gravel and every time i try to produce it it sounds different it's like he doesn't know anything about college football proudly doesn't know anything about college football it's kind of my nfl draft alter ego
1: yeah, it's, that's right.
2: Yeah, uh, Disaster episodes, one of our specialties.
1: The first one of these was actually an accident, uh, and, and it uh, remains one of our most popular episodes ever, despite having, even for us, I think the worst audio quality of any episode that wasn't the Atlanta live show. Ryan and Jason were both out that week, and so Spencer and I ended up recording an episode on the fly just between our cell phones. Uh And I was in an extremely echoey bathroom stall in Los Angeles recording the entire thing. I think Spencer was surrounded by screaming children the entire time. And we had nothing to go on for the episode. So we started talking about our, our favorite topics, which are backyard YouTube videos of wrestling stunts gone wrong. And we kind of led from there into asking our listeners to share uh, horrible things that had happened to them while doing lawn care. And, and what resulted was one of the most fun experiences we've ever had recording a podcast, if not necessarily listening to a podcast. And we've branched out from there into a number of other disasters since then, most recently our vacation disasters episode from last week.
0: All of these feature the central cast members, idiot dads, and uncles. That's not by design, it's just what pops up when we request them. The idiot dad. And the idiot uncle.
1: Frequently, we are the we've, idiot
2: dads. We've done, we've done animal disasters, kitchen disasters, uh, others. We, we'd like to do at least at least a couple few of these per year. Next week, we need to spend thirty five seconds discussing conference calls.
1: Ryan, can you <laughs> can you explain how this actually came about? Because I don't think I even remember. Like what was um, going on with the feed?
3: I don't. So I don't remember if it was a feed thing or just a thing we decided to do, but because we're dumb and we like to try weird things, we decided – I think this was when a coach firing happened. Maybe it's when Hugh Freeze – No, this
2: was when the feed went down. Which um, we no, had, it was because yeah. we had no other way to release the show. I we just had no other happened. way to put out audio but right. than to do a conference call and tweet the link. And then we decided it was fun, so we kept doing it.
3: So, yeah, occasionally we host, we'll just pop up a conference call out of nowhere if you're wondering, like, oh, that's just a conceit. Nope, it's a link to a conference call where you have a dial-in number and the whole thing and you sit on mute, except for a brief moment where we unmute the whole call and it sounds like hell itself has
2: opened up. So the next item on the list is Casio Dog. A hilarious number of people uh wanted us to talk about Casio Dog. Uh we have we'll have about thirty-five seconds to discuss Casio Dog.
4: I
0: yeah, don't I had remember an,
4: exactly Casio Dog, got to Riders Cassio
0: on,
4: on dog? the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Sim, simply put,
3: <laughs> Casio dog is Spencer making is the a, sound a Casio keyboard would make SK, if it had a dog setting. No, the
0: other from here is Spencer to the, make It comes from the SK5 Casio music. keyboard, all right? This is
1: a real Casio, it's keyboard, a real Casio
0: keyboard It's a real Casio keyboard. It's the SK5. It had four drum pads, one sampleable that you could put the word butt on. So you just hit it and it was like but butt, butt, but, butt, but, butt, 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 butt. And it had a dog noise and it would play jingle bells. And that is the exact same noise that I do when I do Casio Dog.
2: Next up, uh, About 25 Snakes came out. This was from a story, I believe, by Holly.
1: This is About from uh, a, a, a sequel to Long, a story, a sequel to long to Care Disasters. Red, right? Yeah, this, is, this was in a sequel to uh, one of our Long Care Disasters episode wherein a a reader lit a brush pile on fire uh, leading to the discovery, the very rapid discovery, that a number of snakes had been, uh, had been taking residence in that brush pile. Uh, because of this, we own the domains
3: 25 snakes, 24 snakes, <laughs> and 26snakes.com because
1: At you can't our, be
2: too uh, careful. Austin, Texas Live show, Holly collected 25 rubber snakes, and we distributed those to the audience.:
1: About about 25. The list of
2: croton diseases uh, includes crown gall, a bacterial which can infect... Crown gall, a Georgia quarterback. (laughs) Uh, Take those old records off the shelf. This This uh, This was just in the middle of a normal episode with Bill Connolly, which is about the most normal person who's ever been on this podcast. Spencer shares a story you saw on Twitter of someone at karaoke who sang this song repeating nothing but that line we've since... We've since done that for real at live karaoke.
0: Yeah, this comes from a, uh, this comes from a Kath Barbadoro uh, tweet, which, um, which the, the my favorite response is from user at say what again, which was, I once, this is the response that does it actually. It's Chris Wade at say what again. I once saw someone do old time rock and roll, but just saying, just take those old records off the shelf for every line. And it whipped the room into a fervor. Fervor nope. spelled F-U-R-V-O-R.
7: Cassio, we go
2: parenting we have several children between this group and i think the single conclusion that we've come to on the subject of parenting is that you should avoid having sons is this yes. correct
3: yes jason has a daughter i have a daughter spencer has two sons <laughs> uh, jason and i yeah and i have spencer yeah. jason and i i think have normal parenting problems and spencer is constantly being threatened with death and destruction
0: yeah, they're going to kill me, and no one is joking about this. The idea between having sons is that in the first 10 years of their lives, they will take 20 off yours by trying to accidentally kill themselves in traffic. It's like if Ricky things.
1: Bobby's kids were also Damien from The Omen.
0: Yes, but very...
1: Why do you think there's that Goya painting of Saturn
3: eating his young? Like, it's, it's a preservation tactic. Strike first.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, like seriously, you become a parent of boys and suddenly Skynet becomes a sympathetic character.
2: Uh, A lot of people pointed out we often veer into Star Wars and comics discussion. I had a question here. So Ryan and Spencer- Are they ask you to explain Star Wars? No, I think more our relation to it. Ryan and Spencer, you two very much grew up on it. Had the books in the 90s, you know, Mm -hmm. memorized the movies forever ago. I only got into it because of my kid- Actually, Holly, where are you on that spectrum as far as (laughs) Star Wars interest?
1: A little too young, but I had uh, my godmother's oldest son was like a little bit older than me and he had the big like wooden curio cabinet with all the action figures. So like I was a toddler when Return of the Jedi came out, but I kind of got gateway drugged into it through my um, through that kid and through some of my older cousins. So I, I grew up on it from a very, very young age. Okay. So we have three three uh three
2: Jedi masters and one Padawan here
0: to use to use terminology.
2: Will Muschamp has no idea what you're talking
3: yeah, about. Yeah, if you don't not.
0: think this is college football relevant, somebody did ask Will Muschamp uh about being a Padawan and he did actually respond with <laughs> I don't know what a what's a Padawan? I don't, I don't listen to hip hop. I don't know what that is.
2: Uh, our most frequently referenced video games, according to the uh, the users, I'm gonna start calling our listeners users. Our uh, readers, uh, Nerdball, you mean. Red Dead Redemption. We did, he, Our readers are users. Mm. Our uh, so we we did a Red Dead episode a long time ago, and people keep asking about part two. It'll happen when it happens. Metal Gear is also on the list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For its total depraved insanity, uh, strategy <laughs> games, of course. But let's talk about sexual Toad again. Do we don't have to? I think we really, we Do didn't we really roll to? around in that enough. That was our most culturally relevant. Is that a Patrick? Is
0: that a Patrick Gill image? The one of Toad with big, sexy legs.
1: <laughs> no, it's yes. Yeah, so, so. Oh, Patrick that one was Gill. my fault. I'm the one that introduced that into this bloodstream. Patrick L. of
3: Polygon was trying to get Nintendo for a a, a while to retweet a picture of Toad with a normal Toad upper torso and wearing an adult diaper with human legs on the bottom behind it. That somehow turned into a discussion of hat meat meaning that Toad has no hat. He just has meat on top of his head that's part of his form. And then like I said, it, it somehow
2: turns into a porn star saying that Donald Trump's penis looks like toad so under 45 seconds to discuss our relationship with music uh we used to talk rappers a lot more than we do now i guess we're getting old um people noted we talk metal from time to time but the most frequently cited musical contributions by the full cast all revolve around uh billy joel garth brooks and other such white guys so spencer hates billy joel because
5: spencer
2: Spencer hates billy
5: joel because
1: billy joel is the most literal musical artist um, also because billy joel follows him everywhere like if he walks into a store or a chain restaurant billy joel will come on the speakers
0: well billy joel is one of those people that i don't hate i'm just fascinated with why he was ever as big as he was because (laughs) one if he wants to write a song he writes exactly what that song is about to the extent that um it becomes something beyond a running joke you're like dude you're brilliant three six mafia Exactly right. Like let's like they let's let's do a robbery. Yeah, that's exactly what Billy Joel would let's call it. Plan right? a
2: robbery is about planning a robbery. Yeah, uh, we we often discuss the Bible for reasons being that hey, we're all southern here. We were raised with various degrees of religiosity. Uh, I think I had the majority of that. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people pointed out Ryan has a long fascination with Noah's Ark. Ryan, would you like to talk about Noah's Ark for 30 it's a, seconds?
3: It's a story about a drunk who's told by the Lord to build a boat <laughs> and gather a bunch of animals by himself with no background or equipment.
2: Ryan, have you seen the Russell Crowe movie? I
3: have not seen the Russell Crowe
2: movie. You should movie. see it. It's crazy as shit. Okay. It's got like fucking, uh, it's got angel ints.
4: Wow.
2: It's, yeah, it's actually metal as shit.
4: Is he drunk? Yeah, okay. It's got
2: fights. He's drunk as hell. It's got drunk <laughs> fights. He's, dude, Noah's a fucking drunk warrior with an army of rock and angels. So, in other words, it's Russell Crowe awesome. Crowe's not acting. Actually.
0: Like, there's no acting by Russell Crowe. Yeah, Crow it's just in totally
2: this. normal, Russell Crowe. And Kirk uh, Ferrance is there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, along with extreme coach and team characterizations, we also apply broad swaths to entire regions of the United States. But these aren't really not extreme; they're just accurate. Uh, I had jotted down based on listener feedback: New York sucks, the Midwest mm-hmm. is slow and starchy, West Correct. Coasters are too cool for any of yeah. this, and the South has many insane racists. These sure. are just facts. Like, uh, I don't.
3: Yeah, New York sucks. I hope by the time that you are listening to this, as long as you're not listening to it right after we published it, I don't live here anymore. Please.
2: Robert McMurtry is a physician and special advisor to the Canadian Royal Commission on the future of healthcare actively involved in discussions on creating an accessible medical system for the Canadian public. Is it not already? Jesus. The future of healthcare is RoboCop. Call me like, Bob. Like they're up there trying to make it more accessible and we're trying to like make it accessible
0: at all. They're just stunting on us. Nature if seeks would,
3: balance in all things.
0: If you would like an MRI, you have to get past Glacier and the tennis ball. cannon. <laughs>
2: uh only three more third to the last this was mentioned by many 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 um readers papa john
3: so (laughs) papa john before he like had his ignominious fall from grace if you can call it grace is fascinating for several reasons one he insists on being in all of his own commercials even though he's a terrible actor it entirely wouldn't two uh he goes by papa john he's a grown man who says that that's what his name <laughs> should be three his pizza's kind of gross four he was way too involved with louisville athletics uh, i think he was on like the board at louisville or something like drove that.
2: drove a camaro on the yeah. field
3: drove a camaro on the field has an infamous drunk looking picture at the national championship game in basketball that louisville won um, it kind of rub- um yeah it's it was just ru-
0: that- was kind of rubber-faced in the way that someone might be if one used a tremendous amount of Botox late in life.
3: And also, if you know anyone who is from Louisville or who has spent a good amount of time there, ask them for a Papa John story. And you you got one. And it's not flattering. There there are very oh, no. few Papa John stories that are like, oh, yeah, he came to the hospital. And no, it's like,
2: oh, yeah, he came to the hospital and he stole my bike. 45 seconds to explain Big Cow.
0: Big cow is the uh, yeah, big cow Big Cow is the id of the Texas Longhorns fan base. They're big cow. They swing their ant their, their antlers, their horns wherever they care to swing them, and they don't really care how you do it. And when trying to channel that, I decided that the way that they would sing this would be: I'm Big Cow and I don't like you, you can suck my dick. It doesn't matter. Comes
2: from, uh, this comes from a video of a deposition by Texas Super Mega Booster JoJ mail mm-hmm. Look that up. That's better yeah. internet content than you're getting right here. Fat right. boy! The Megachile Chile albifascis is a species of bee discovered in 1932.
1: Where was this when we were trying to come up with insect mascots?
2: <laughs> and finally, uh, many, many people brought this up. Our fascination, and I think ahead of the curve on this, with fast food and grocery store opinions the internet as we're recording is being consumed by this but we've been doing this for years specifically i got my popeye's chicken sandwich last
1: friday can't relate to y'all out there in line yeah we
2: had them in may i didn't realize we were early trial market i i would have bragged about it at the time
3: the point is fast food and um grocery stores are probably america's most lasting cultural contribution to the world at this Mm -hmm. point like, yeah. also, I guess you can, like R&B is probably the other one. Um, we're simple but other people, than that, right? Like, yeah. we're
0: very simple people. What do you do? Like, where does life start? You got to live life kind of, you know, like gullet first. You, you got to eat. Where do we get food? Typically get food at one of these places, right? Uh, one for necessity and one for leisure. And because, you know, we That's like time. to- time.
5: Hi, I'm Amanda Clute, Editor-in-Chief of Eater.
6: And I am Daniel Janine, a producer here at Eater.
5: And we are here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Eater's Digest.
6: Every week on the show, we dive into the weirdest, funniest, and most important stories in the world of food.
5: With the inside scoop from the biggest names in the industry and expert insights from the Eater newsroom.
6: Uh, It's a really fun time, so I would say subscribe to Eater's Digest for free today on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.
7: Hey, I'm Jason Del Rey, and I'm hosting a new podcast, Land of the Giants. Season one is called The Rise of Amazon, and it's about how Jeff Bezos turned what was a little online bookseller into one of the biggest companies of our time. We'll ask, why is Amazon building microwaves powered by Alexa? And why is it making all these robots? And we'll tackle the biggest question of our time. Is Amazon too big, too powerful? Land of the Giants from Recode and the Vox Media Podcast Network. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.